This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Dear Short Shorts, as the calendar turns to summer and we see more legs out, I had to express my love for you without a doubt. Thanks for the cool breeze, you know, down there every so often. You keep me refreshed and dry without precaution. Beyond the way you make me feel when I wear you, I have to thank you for other things you do. I thank you, not just for those Daisy Dukes that calm my eyes, but for every time I catch a glance of Gojo's massive thighs. My heart skips a beat when I see Gojo with his legs up on that stool on Go and Tray that I have to keep pausing and rewinding to survive the day. Thank you, short shorts. You may be short, but I long for you always in my life. Right, uh next up we've got uh Jeff, I believe. He's got a uh, another football slash basketball question. Jeff. Hey go, Joe. It's Jeff. Um <laughs> Jeff, nice legs. Thanks. Thighs out in your honor. Um so I have a basketball question for you, but before I get to that, I just want to say, as also a single guy on the West Coast stuck inside during quarantine went to usc i have kind of taken you as my um bizarro uh (laughs) bizarro brother in uh espn life so i appreciate your inspiration but my question is um as follows i've heard you mention before about how football players tend to think that they can really ball and I was just wondering if you had any good stories about that in particular or wanted to uh, expound on that, Andy. Yeah, so the when I was at Notre Dame, like the favorite pastime in the locker room was our guys sitting around and believing fully and truly in their hearts that they could put together a starting five from our team that would beat the Notre Dame men's basketball team. Like the guys that were there on scholarship to play basketball in all of this. And we had a couple of guys like Kyle Rudolph, who plays for the Vikings, was one of my roommates. He had, you know, ACC offers coming out of high school to play hoops like Wake Forest and stuff like that. 
we had other guys that like had offers, could have gone to schools and played both, all that stuff. So we had dudes that could hoop, but you know, you don't do it full time like that, but I'll never forget. So Notre Dame has, um, uh, the bookstore basketball tournament every year. It's the largest outdoor, uh, basketball tournament in the world. And it's, you know, everyone on campus and people take it varying levels of seriousness, but the football team, you know, we used to have guys that would play all the time. And my freshman year, it was Jonas Gray, Joe Fourier, and I forget my Dane Christ, who was one of my roommates, were all on that team. Their team name was Hallelujah Hollaback, and they made it all the way to the championship. And so we're all out there and they're playing a team of regular students from Notre Dame. And they ended up winning that. And like it's all of us. So it's us, a bunch of the other student athletes around there who were all in like the Notre Dame Grays. And then a bunch of people from the regular student population. When I tell you the regular student population wanted us to lose that game so badly. And when we finally won, we all ran on storm the court. Like we won the natty with the actual basketball team. And I watched every one of those other, like the regular students there scatter like buckshot on that thing. Like that was the most divided I had ever seen. Cause in general, get along with the student population. Great. There's no athlete dorms. Like I, I love Notre Dame students. But in that moment, the battle lines were so clearly drawn. And that was my freshman year, my first bookstore basketball, watching our guys go out there and win that much to the dismay of the regular student population is burned into my brain forever. That's good stuff. Thank All you. Right. Going to stay on the, the Notre Dame uh, theme. Kevin from Boston. Go ahead. What up, Gojo? Do, do you know uh, Ken McAfee? I think it was a tight end for you guys way back uh-huh. when in uh, Notre Dame. Any any stories about him? Was it was he? He's an oral surgeon now in Massachusetts. Oh, I did not know that. I don't know him personally. I know the name, but I do not know him personally. So sadly, uh, I didn't know he was an oral surgeon though. That's always interesting. Like got, he he got drafted. Um, he got drafted by the Forty um, uh, ers Played for Bill Walsh for one year. Got his uh, oral surgeon degree, and then got out. This is back in like the seventies, though. Wow a legendary move and again like i feel like my like the best thing i can say like he's not an oral surgeon but he's my dentist like they like that when the actual dentist comes in at the end and like does just like his little check with the thing very soft hand so i feel like a tight end would actually be like very uniquely positioned for something like that yeah he, he he's huge too um but yeah very 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 delicate hands good, good guy ken mcafee good guy oh, right all right uh next we're gonna go to coach debro who i I know lit up when you named Wisconsin one of the places you wanted to tailgate because that is where she is from. So, uh, Danielle, you are up. Go for it. Sure. I'll comment on that quick. It is worth the trip, and it's better than you're imagining. So get on up here. That I, that I believe it. I've been, to, I've been to the KK before, so I, uh, I've, I've already seen some of the fine, uh, fine stuff you guys have to offer. Oh yeah, it's right on. So uh, I did want to express my appreciation for you normalizing uh, thigh exposure. Um, and then I got on the Zoom and started to question that. Uh, <laughs> but, but I wanted to know what is your journey from going from long shorts and saying, no society, I want to expose these. Yeah, you know what? So it was sort of on accident. So where I'm positioned right now in our home studio for Golik and Wingo, it, it just like generally like it's a great leg profile shot. Like it gets all the right angles. I get to I usually cross my legs when I sit. So it emphasizes it's like when you would like put the arms up and like puff it out a little bit. I get that added bump with the legs. And it was one of those things. It was because people tried to tell me not to. 
Like people are like, man, cover up. That's way too much leg. It's distracting. Or why are your dogs constantly licking your legs? What kind of lotion do you use? And it was kind of like a defiant moment where I'm just like, you know what? No, absolutely not. Like it might have been the right thing to do, but no one's going to tell me or shame me into covering up a part of my body that's actually like good. Like my legs and from here on up, pretty solid. Everything else still kind of looks like former <laughs> offensive linemen. And so I am not going to like deny myself the bit of like on TV thirst trapping that I can do. So Hell I yeah. rebelled and I decided that Friday ended up sounding enough like Friday. And so I could siphon it off to one time of week because the pugs licking, licking my legs while I'm trying to talk about like social injustice, <laughs> very difficult thing to, again, try and give a take on while doing that, but it up to the degree of difficulty. And so, yeah, I just sort of fell into it like that. I figured I would go into it and try and make it like get some Friday momentum. And sure enough, people have bought in. Like it is, it's freeing, it's comfortable. Like I can't wear full on male leggings yet on television because I feel like that's an FCC violation. I do it in the home. And so short shorts are as close as I'm going to get. Awesome. I think that might be the most inspiring uh, talk that we've had on this podcast. So pretty sure we all just fell in love with you 10 times overall all over again so thank you thank you guys for being pro thigh meat yo gojo though why your feet dumb thick yeah I, like honestly like <laughs> i'm glad someone else appreciates how nice my freaking feet are dumb dumb thick out here like a great arch not a lot of hair even toes i'll sell my feet till the cows come home <laughs> I, I like I really like, I think for a guy that was an offensive lineman for so long, the guy his shit stepped on all the time. It is amazing that I have survived with the level of beautiful toes. Like, I don't know. Like I can wax poetic about my feet all day. It is definitely the weirdest thing about me that I have like an obsession with my own feet, but I think that's better than being obsessed (laughs) with someone else's feet and asking them for pictures of them on the internet. So yeah, I was going to say after this episode drops, somebody is definitely going to start you a wiki feet entry. Uh, on wikifeet.com. I've been waiting, man. I feel like we won't have true equality in sports media until my feet are sexualized in that weird way that unfortunately happens to all the women that work for us because, man, the internet's weird. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right. Skies out, thighs out. Right, Gojo? Dang. Thigh gang. Thigh gang. Everybody is – every time you do that, I like – I know – like I just picture everybody screenshotting their computer like – Every yeah, I was gonna say just getting like a real good one in here. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. Hell yeah. All right. Yeah. I got that one. All right. Oh. We uh real quick, uh Dr. K, he had to jump off the call, but he wanted to know the closest you've ever come to kicking a fan's ass. <laughs> oh man, I gotta th- um <laughs> when was this? Um probably like senior week when I was at Notre Dame, like we would, we drank every day for like 13 days straight right up leading up to graduation and some dude i remember walked up to my um walked up to one of my buddies at the bar and just like said something sideways about one of the games that we were going to like one of the games that we had played or mm-hmm. something and i went over and i just like told the dude i was like all right you don't you don't got to be an asshole like you can just get out of here and he's drunk as hell. And he's like, no, I want to answer the question. And I was like, no, you don't get an answer. You, you get to leave. Like, right. that is the gift I'm giving you is you get to walk out of here. Right. And then, like, you know, he kept just being defiant. He's drunk. And I think his friends are around. So he's puffing his chest out. And so finally, I put him against the wall. And I was like, listen, you can walk out of here or you can limp out of here. Those are your <laughs> options now. I recommend you choose the former. I was not proud of that after. Like, 
one of my friends finally pulled me back and he was like, you don't need to do this. But that was definitely, I remember it like it was yesterday. Cause once I put him into the wall, it was my brother actually that came over and pulled me off, which is funny because <laughs> my brother's a way bigger hothead than me. But right. in that moment, he was like, you probably don't need to be, beat the shit out of this guy. Well, that rolls in. That's a, that's a perfect, perfect segue into uh, uh, our favorite uh, public servant, uh, the mayor from Cartersville, Georgia. Go for it. Outstanding. Thank you, Chris. But yeah, uh, Mike, you, you went down a, a peg in my book when you said that you had trouble keeping weight on. So on behalf of, of many of us, <laughs> screw you. Um, second of all, I don't know if there are any ground rules, but I want to say your dad is a rap star. Uh, relatable, uh, authentic, and professional, and as somebody who's in the broadcasting business, uh, just somebody that I've really kind of tried to model some of his behavior and his demeanor on. So uh, if you'd pass that along to him, I'd appreciate that, and uh, really enjoy your work too. My question is kind of related to your father in regards to the fact that, uh, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here, you probably got into a little bit of trouble uh, as a kid, uh, and probably involved some with your brothers and your sister as well. I'd like to know what was the most trouble you got into with one of your siblings and what your dad did to punish you? Yeah. So we told this story on air, so I don't feel like I'm betraying a trust here, but um, when we were, when me and my brother were like, you know, early teenagers, my brother, yeah, I gotta say someone just said in the chat, my brother, my brother didn't know how to clear the browser history (laughs) on the family computer where like the porn was getting watched. And so he just like, but like he just minimized the window. So we've got like some just depraved website minimized on the window there. So of course it gets found out there. And my dad makes such a show of this when it happens, tells us both to come down, come downstairs into the basement, sits us both down. And he's in his freaking glory right now. And when my dad like really gets mad and starts yelling when he was a kid, he was still bigger guy then. Like he would grow like three sizes and become like a grizzly bear man. He got pretty scary. But he did that, and then he called my sister down. And my sister is like, you know, she's five years younger than me, so she's like, you know, nine or ten at the time. And he's like, you want to tell her what you were watching? Just points at that, and I was like, Dad, I don't think you want me to tell her what I was watching. First of all, that's bad parenting. But he sits there, and like, obviously, obviously, we don't say anything, and like he just sits there and tells my sister to go upstairs, and then proceeds to just like mother bleep us for like the next twenty minutes in that one. But that was like the parenting move that he's so proud of was using my sister as the prop in that situation to try and shame us for watching porn as kids. And I remember like my dad finally like lets off and walks out of the room. And I look at my brother, I was like, have you seriously never learned to like clear history or clear the cookies or anything? Like, is this your first time on the internet? So we have, me and Jake had a bit of a powwow after that and we corrected some things. I assume it was feet related. Listen, I'm not going to get into my personal preferences right <laughs> yeah. now. That's why I clear the browser, browser history, but use your imagination. That's, if I, that's, if, that's an intricate question. If I recall, Jake claimed that he was back watching porn five minutes later. Yeah, no, that sounds about right, too. That sounds like Jake. He had the unique ability to make my parents feel better about the situation than immediately go out and do the thing again. All right, we're going to uh, throw it to Morgan from Australia, our foreign correspondent. Morgan? Hey, Gojo. Um, happy Friday or Friday here in Australia. Um, I'd like it to be noted that it's 13 degrees Celsius, so 56 degrees. Wow. And I have my thigh, and I have my thighs out for this, so that's an effort. Um, I want to know what shoes you're wearing. Uh, I am actually just flying the feet right now. Oh, so no. Yeah, I know. So I, um, 
what did I wear this morning? I wore the, um, I had the Puma Sky Dreamers on this morning. So that J. Cole Puma uh, collaboration that dropped around NBA All-Star Weekend this year. I got lucky and like conned my way into the Puma suite and they were giving out free shoes. So I just grabbed a pair of them there, but very comfortable, very good. Like if I was going to hoop, they would actually be good shoes, good ankle support and all that. But uh, I wore those this morning. So those were the shoes of the day. Okay. Um, Next question. Um, can you adopt me? I, I think I really fit into your family. Um, and I, 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 you don't need to send like money, like world vision kind of stuff. But I just, I just think that like your dad is like perfect dad material. Um, you have a sister named Sydney. That's sort of Australian, but I don't. Yeah. We won't go. We won't go there though. Um, so you need like something to even it out, like something from Melbourne. So me. Um, so yeah, I'd like to be adopted. All right, that's fine. Listen, I'll run it by the boss. Like, I don't make these decisions. Mom ultimately does. So I'll have her review the adoption form. Like, maybe spam at ND Mom on Twitter and let her know, like, these are your intentions with this. But you already support <laughs> Thigh Day. Like, you've got an accent, which yeah. we love. Like, big fan of the Australian accent. So already a leg up in my book. I don't see why we can't make this work. Okay, cool. Thanks. So now that we're brother and sister, can I bitch about other siblings? Oh, yeah. Get after it. What do you got? So, like, rugby can't be in the top... 50 million of the toughest sports to play. It just can't. So Jake's wrong when he said it was like fourth or something stupid. You have to do his run forward. You don't think rugby's hard? No. Wow. No, 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 no. It's simple. Well, simple. You just have to have no neck and run forward. That's it. <laughs> well, see, I said so now I don't want to give anything away. There's a new episode of Sorry in Advance dropping tomorrow, our family's podcast. And my brother actually came back this week and did his top 10 list of what he has dubbed horny boy sports, which don't have a true oh, yeah. definition. Um, you, you just kind of know it when you see it. And rugby yeah. is, I think there's some controversy around one and two, but I, in my memory, I believe rugby was the number two horny boy sport in the world. So, Yeah, I got that from the and I just think that uh, that shouldn't make anybody horny. That's awful sport. Wow. All right. I'm going to have to bring this one to Jake then. I have not gotten any pushback on rugby before. So, and uh, as someone who I think is much, much more acquainted with rugby than any of us are, I think your opinion needs to be given extra weight. So I appreciate that. I think so. And as the newest member of the family, I just need to be heard. 100%. Listen, and you come in and make a splash right away. It's sort of like the prison yard in the Golic family. You just come in and punch the biggest MF -er there and then see what happens after that. That's That's how you gain respect. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I'll come to Death Valley with you. There we go. First family outing. We got it all planned out now. We're in business. Thanks. Thanks, brother. Ask her about Sydney. Oh, don't do don't that. That's his sister. No, 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 no. That's my sister. sister. The city. <laughs> all right. Uh, Gojo, you uh, you have been so gracious with your time. Uh, to wrap things up, we have like a little mini lightning round of questions, if that's okay with you. Um, oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so uh, I think I'm, I'm going to throw it to Cody Cavalry, and then guys, uh, if if uh, uh, and gals, if y'all have questions uh, to throw at Gojo before he leaves, um, then then just go for it. Uh, Cody Cavalry, go for it, man. Hey, what's up, man? Um, so give me your starting lineup for a co-ed ESPN softball lineup. Co-ed ESPN softball lineup. Uh, Tim Kirkshin's got to be in there for sure. Um, Mina Kimes can scoot, so going to have Mina in there. Definitely some stolen bags in that one from Mina Kimes. Um, 
Randy Scott, ultimate glue guy, definitely need Randy in the lineup. And I passed on him in another ESPN-related draft a while ago, and it was really awkward for a while after that. So making sure I draft Randy early in this one. Katie Nolan for team morale. I know she'll have a flask on hand, so we'll be well uh, well lubricated going into this one. And then uh, let's round it out with Dominique Foxworth, actual great athlete in this one, probably a five-tool guy when it comes to softball. So I'll throw Dominic Fox in there too. Um, can I just say he couldn't play handball? Could not play handball. Oh God, I'm not getting into it with handball Twitter again. That is a dark place, and I only went there because I knew John. I'm I'm so confident in Dominique's athletic ability that I'll talk shit. I don't want any part of actually being called to the mat. I'm watching. <laughs> hey, real quick before anybody else jumps in, I completely skipped over the guy who's uh, uh, this whole project uh is is he's responsible for it basically mike ryan fan account uh i'm, I'm throwing it to you man my bad yeah no, no damn problem. so just uh first i just wanted to you know tell your father a huge thank you for me he got me through so many 5 a.m treadmill sessions when i was a fat middle schooler so i'll always appreciate that um as far as treadmills i believe you invest in orange theory or you're a, a hardcore member is that right my uh, my brother and his wife actually own two of them. So yeah, we're uh, we're it's the family business. I like to say. Yeah. How come how come uh, someone like me get my hands on a treadmill? On like an Orange Theory treadmill, or just yeah. a treadmill in general? Oh, no, the Orange so, Theory uh, ones. Honestly, I would like befriend someone or talk to someone who works at one of the studios because what inevitably happens is. They like as they start to get old and age out. Eventually, a lot of the studios will buy the new ones. They upgrade the technology. And so, like, when my brother and sister have done that in the past, you can get a pretty good deal on those. So just kind of monitor it and put it in their heads. Plant that seed early and make sure you're first in line in their minds. Okay. Have you tried one of the Orange Theory ones? Yeah, no, I I, I went to Orange Theory a lot um, this last spring and, like, getting ready for my brother's wedding. And as a big guy who is trying to, like, take the weight off for the knees, those treadmills are a lifesaver. Yeah, they're amazing. That's, they've turned me into a treadmill snob, so now I can't use any other one. No, I get it completely. All right, Steve, you've got a lightning round question, I believe. Go for it, man. Yeah, so uh, would you let a loved one date Mikey C? No, absolutely not. <laughs> No. I wouldn't I wouldn't like I, I wouldn't let an animal in my family date Mikey C, a loved one that had already passed on, like anyone. No, all off limits. He needs to stay so far away from anyone that you care about. I love Mikey C. I love him to death. The original Stu Gotts, the app like the absolute core of weekend observations, but absolutely nowhere near anyone I love. He he did tell us the best way to lose weight the other night was to get a bad illness. <laughs> <laughs> or do drugs but not the COVID-19 he did, he did specify not COVID not all right not non-COVID illnesses and doing drugs you know that's amazing because Mikey's body's built by so much hard work I'm surprised that he would give anyone the easy way out on this considering the grind that he puts in so a little bit disappointed in him but understand <laughs> it all right who's got another question for Gojo before he hops off of here are those cupcakes or muffins blueberry muffins no Hell they're yeah. cupcakes Oh, nice. Sorry, I just I had to get a question in there. So I'm going to so, spray them with glitter, and then I'm going to put like this crap all over it, and then I'm going to go and take them to someone who'll eat them. I just like to oh, bake; yeah. I don't like to eat them. Respect. Sorry, that was my lightning round question, in, so I didn't jump <laughs> That's in. Quite all right, right in for you, Mike. Beep count. So, I think you got one. Yeah. So with weekend observations being, you know, it's kind of my thing. Um, what's your favorite uh, 
quick Stugatz line from his weekend observations. Favorite Stugatz line from weekend observation is 110% Art Bryles. No, no doubt about it. Any, anytime you get a clever Art Bryles tag and all of that, that's, that's, that's the chef's kiss moment for me usually in there. That that's or, a hell of that an or, answer. Yeah, I can say that one or any mention of someone being able to scoop. Yes. I, I'm partial to Chooch. Uh, that, yeah. that whenever, whenever that gets slipped <laughs> in, I don't know. I double over every time he says that. All right. Who's uh, got another question real quick? All right, Golik. I've got one for you because I got in a fight with Fitz yet last night, and I need to know what is your favorite kind of mustard? My favorite kind of mustard is like the normal yellow, like oh. store-bought Heinz one. Yeah. No, me and Fitz, we were talking about this the other day. Like, I can't, like, that spicy Dijon mustard stuff, like, it just it, it just isn't for me. Like, I'm a shit pig. I am a shit pig in every way, shape, and form, in every sense of it, and that mustard is living proof of it. I need condoms that got all that sugar and BS in it. I like the yellow mustard. So to continue with that, when you left Over Nathan's, two. what was on your hot dogs? Ketchup, mustard, relish, onions, what'd you go with? Cheese sauce? I did I did one. Uh, I had so I had four hot dogs on the weekend. I had a chili. I had a chili cheese dog. I had two that had ketchup and mustard on it, and I had one that was onions and then just mustard on top of it. So those are the four dogs. So Gojo, uh, you brought her up a couple times tonight, Mina Kimes. How intense is it sitting next to her doing that NFL draft, especially when the uh, Seattle Seahawks come up? Remember when I talked about like how scary it was seeing the hippos run across the street? That's scary. Like <laughs> I, I forget, like I made some wise crack right before they picked DK Metcalf. And when she like unloaded and screamed at me, I legitimately flinched. Mina is like a, like a 10th of my size and I full on flinched. So I am very afraid of her. All right. Uh, I've got a pretty important question that it needs right. to be spoken on by a food expert. Yes or no, gas station sushi. Yeah, see, like, I'm an outlier on this one, too. Like, I I'm good with gas station sushi. Like, that's yeah. really not an issue. For Hell me. yeah. Aaron, you have a friend. A win for the good guys. The first Hell yeah. Win. Man, like, once you have sushi at the Detroit airport, can you really complain about eating it from a gas station? <laughs> <laughs> this no is the best thing I've ever Fitz was saying that airport sushi – was actually the jam because a lot of it gets flown into places anyways, so it'd be fresh. I so we had that this uh, argument this morning too because someone tried to tell me you couldn't get sushi from the grocery store. I'm like, where else am I supposed to get it? If I'm in <laughs> if I'm in northern Indiana, the only place I can get confident sushi is at Martin Supermarket, and so that's where I'm going to go. Tell me my business. Damn right. All right. I knew I'd find a friend eventually. We did it. We made it. We're breaking I'm down barriers. I'm so here. happy. Building bridges. Building bridges on this podcast. All right. Uh, Gojo. I, got, I got one right here. Uh, Gojo. Uh, worst smell you've ever experienced. <laughs> worst worst smell I've ever experienced. I, hockey uh, locker room. Hockey locker rooms are pretty bad. I'll do Ooh. you one better. I went to go and sit down. I had to use the bathroom. So I am famous. I think I pooped at every bar in South Bend, Indiana. And I was there like it was like it was like 1 a.m. Like it was when people were in the bar. And I went to go and sit down and use the facilities at a bar in South Bend. And I looked where I was about to sit down and there was just a pile of vomit on the floor in front of the toilet. And that whole cacophony of smells in that bathroom was the worst thing I've ever smelled. 
All right. Anybody else? Yeah, no. Stun silence is the only appropriate answer to that story, too, on so many levels. It is hellish. I know that smell. I've smelt that smell and walked immediately out, and I'm gagging a little bit, kind of thinking about it. Sorry. All right. Go ahead. I got a Twitter question. Ooh. Coach Tim Jerns tweeted at me and said, I needed to ask. Gojo, why Pumas don't get enough love in the sneaker game and that he needs to get Puma R's, mid-tops, and olive green. Listen, I'm always up for suggestions, and I like that. That's the one thing I've started to do a lot of lately is like everyone else when I first came to it, brand recognition is just a part of it. Like Puma hasn't been back in like the competitive NBA sneaker market in a while enough to have like that grab yet, but I am all for adding some of that. I'm trying to add more things, like add some gel lights to the closet, add some brands that like I hadn't been when I was just buying up Nike and Adidas because that was all I did at the beginning. So I appreciate that. And yeah, I think it's just I think it's just a time thing. Like it's you know, they haven't been back long enough to be enough of a hook in it yet. I gotta hate for a moment. I used to wear Pumas all the time growing up, and I find the last five, ten years, most of their shit is ugly as fuck. Like, some of their stuff is nice, but a lot of it is just like, what are you doing? And maybe I have wide feet and everything they make looks like couldn't fit me to Kimes. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? Like, everything I buy from them, I end up returning because it just doesn't look uh, nice and is way too thin. Or for me, anyway. Uh, ugly is a relative thing, though. Like, once once people started buying Yeezys, you had to realize that, like, that kind of changed. And, like, yep. even, like, some of the stuff with, like, even, like, the gel lights, like, some of the ASIC stuff like that, like, it all toes the line on that enough to where, and for me, like, I'm a pug owner. Like, a lot of people would say that pugs are ugly, even though I think they're literally the cutest thing that's ever been made. And so I'm always one to say that my view of that might be flawed. And John, do you have Yeezys, yeah? Uh, yes, I do. I have, uh, I have, I have a lot of them. I, I bought a lot of them before Kanye became such a like a conflict fandom because obviously now he's sort of gone off the deep end and become awful in a lot of ways that I can't defend. But he makes some comfy ass shoes and they look Ooh. very good. And so yeah, I've got probably six or seven pairs. Which one's your favorite? My favorite Yeezy is probably honestly I think the new ones, the three eighty, the like the alien looking ones in there stupid comfortable on those i would say that are like the like the original 750s like the ones that look like a boot almost the gray one got a pair of those a long time ago like i don't know they just they look the most unique of the entire collection so john from miami i think he's got a question yeah and you um when you hung up your cleats what was the the weight loss um the total weight loss from hanging playing and then hanging up your cleats so from the time I um, from the time I stopped playing at like my absolute heaviest until the lightest I've been recently was sixty one pounds. So the heaviest I was was three ten, and the lightest I was was recently during quarantine. I was like two forty nine. So interesting. Right. Yeah, the first twenty five pounds fell right off. Like when you're eating fifty five hundred calories a day, if you just half that and then eat at the same times, your body burns really quick. And like, I had trouble, like I said before, much to the dismay of my other large brothers and sisters, I, uh, it fell right off. Like I lost 25 pounds in like two months. And then the last 25 you had to work for. All right. That, uh, if nobody else has, uh, any more questions, Gojo, you've been super, uh, gracious again with your time, man. Uh, I know we ask you, it, this tends to happen, uh, with this because we have such a peanut gallery uh and everybody's thinking of new questions uh as the conversation goes along 
But um, I wanted to to thank you again. Before we hop off of here, can we uh, can we all give Gojo a, a yeah? Thank you, Gojo. I think that'll work. One, two, three. Thank, thank you, you Gojo. Gojo. Thank you, Gojo. Thank you, Gojo. I like Gojo. turtles. <laughs> you were way too nice horribly. to Fitz. You were way too nice to Fitz tonight, by the way. Way too nice. That's that's fine. It's, I have to I have to work for them tomorrow, so I'll beat the shit out of them there. <laughs> love Team Golic Senior. Exactly. Tell yeah, him that also that your Ooh. pot is dropping first. There we go. I'm gonna say I do get to lord that over him now. So thank you guys for that gift of being able to remind Fitz where he sits in the Levitard Animal Kingdom relative to me. Okay, I just want to say we might have to leverage some like promotion out of you in order to make that happen. Is there like a trade off we could make where like you you give us some you know that extra bump uh, in exchange for dropping your your episode? He's adopting first? Morgan. Haven't we asked him for enough? Oh, that's true. That's true. Daddy, you know what? Like, this, this, this wouldn't be a, like a Levitard Universe podcast if someone didn't try and scheme for their own there benefit on the way there out of this. So, Hetty <laughs> play. I just wanted to be loved. Somebody, yeah, somebody, like, he's going to talk about us tomorrow. We trade for retweets. Yeah, you have the most followers yeah. of anybody that we've interviewed so far. So, we're trying yeah. to, uh, you know, take full advantage of it. We've, we've learned well from Stu Gatz over the years. That's perfect. And I'm going to do the Stu Gatz where I'm going to say, guys, absolutely, I'm going to take care of you. I promise <laughs> you're, ne- you're going to get a major bump coming off this podcast like you wouldn't believe. I'll tell you what, I'll even get my dad to retweet it too. I'm going to promise that other people are going to do stuff. And then like 50-50 shot, I follow through. So Was that a kind funny. bar that just flew out of your mouth? I'll take those odds. Uh, listen, right. yes, absolutely. Just <laughs> Sorry, that's uh, uh, fine. I don't have any money on me then. All right, uh, Gojo, thank you so much for joining us. Um, everybody listen to his uh, new show he's got uh, with Shanae Gumake, uh August 17th, 4 to 7 p.m. Uh, on ESPN Radio. Gojo, thank you again, man. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Mike. Love you, brother. Pleasure. Bye. Thank you. you. See you at dinner. <laughs> I love you. Talk to you tomorrow. Talk to you tomorrow. Hey, talk to you guys tomorrow. Yeah, same time. See ya. All right. <laughs> it was fun. Tim Jerns, Well, I fucking suck. Yeah, way <laughs> no, to go, you Pam. Don't. No, you do not. Don't listen to any of them. No, I'm kidding. My but just never again. It's all good. <laughs> no, you got it. Before you do that, give a thirst take. That's what I was here for. Um, super hot, but I knew that going in. But uh. 17 like buzzed me to let me know she was home from work and she was like that's mike golick jr and that's the first person she's known so oh, you wow. know how hot he must be <laughs> nice nice Ebro, though, right? he gave us a flex oh yeah Ebro, you told him. he probably would have blushed had you said that that your daughter was thinking right? he's hot. that underage girls are fawning over him <laughs> <laughs> they want to cut that from the pod <laughs> Probably not one. He's not funny on him. It's fine. Right. Yeah, as long as he's not reaching out to her, we're good. <laughs> Fair enough. Adoption, adoption might be a heady play, actually, because you would be a dependent, and that that has some tax implications. Fair. <laughs> In America, good angle, John. Good angle. All right, guys, how does everybody feel about that one? That's good. 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 Hey. Yeah. I was worried. I was worried. I didn't have enough thigh in it. Well, Jeffrey, <laughs> it would have been better if you just weren't in it at all. So, 
Jesus Christ. Off the you top get of one person who eats gas station sushi, and now you're hating on Jeff like this. Oh, no, I've hated Jeff from the beginning. That's not That's fair. <laughs> hey, like I hate you too, Aaron. How you doing? All right. I'm hopping Everybody off of here. Good, good questions, everybody. Well hey, Aaron, done. why don't you, you up. why don't you like Jeff? Talk to you guys in two seconds in the chat. Why don't I like Jeff? You don't want to come Jeff from California. I'm a fun guy. Jeff from California. I don't like California people. They smell funny and they don't eat meat. They're all vegans. I that was a Texas thing. Like Jorge Sedano. Yeah, like Jorge Sedano. Yeah, I was actually going to try to get Jorge on soon. Oh, I got Billy. Texas, that's all we eat is meat. So. Tomorrow, Wait, Billy. What? So, so he's yeah, um, so Jorge is now uh, um, an LA guy. He's he's no longer Miami. You've you've adopted yeah, him, no, so to speak. Yeah, he, he's, he's full on. on. Yeah, he he no, he's on like uh, he's got like two hours a day on uh, local LA ESPN. He's like full full on the LA guy now. I don't know if LA adopted him as much as he just seemed to emancipate. Well, <laughs> either way, Billy just, tomorrow. It's a good. It, it's his plan. loss. It's Wait, his so loss. you say Miami is much better than LA? Stop the beat for one second. Do you say Billy tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, he said he can do tomorrow. He only oh, got okay. What time? He said when it whatever suits us. Wait, so like your time tomorrow, or like tomorrow, like United States times? Well, I think tomorrow yeah, is a universal term. Yeah, yeah what's good for you, Morgan? Maybe not. Like it's twenty four hours from now. I don't know. Morgan, what's perfect for you? It's like the space. Uh, Saturday, it doesn't matter. Anytime. Let's do like at nighttime after. Well, I don't know. Does he go to bed? Let's meet back here 22 hours from now. So 8 o'clock? I mean, I'm good for again that that 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central. Baby goes down at 7, so. We got, but we got, um, we got, uh, Uncle Scotchy, uh, recording, I guess, 10 p.m. Eastern. Can I say 8 p.m. Eastern? Yeah, so we're gonna go back to back. I guess we could do that. We gotta get Billy in if he's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta Agreed. do it. All right, guys, I'm going to bed. I will uh, talk to you manana. Get fucked, Aaron. Take your picture, <laughs> Aaron. Kiss my ass, Jeffrey. <laughs> Didn't you have said like kiss my grits or something a little more southern? Ooh, bless your heart. Yeah, yeah. bless your yeah, heart, bless Jeffrey. Bless your heart. <laughs> Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.